Don't Depend on Daddy is an unfiltered safe space, empowering young professionals to build independence in their 20s and beyond, whether it be personal, professional, or financial. Regardless of your age, relationship status, or job title, the most consistent person in your life is you. So join me and let's build our independence together. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back to Don't Depend on Daddy, the podcast. My name is Michaela. I am your host and we are back for the first podcast episode of 2024. So happy new year. I hope you had a lovely holiday season and I'm sending you all good vibes for this new year. We're keeping the vibes as high as possible. I do want to note right at the top of this episode, we are entering a new era of Don't Depend on Daddy. So whether you are a old listener and you know, you've know you wanted these episodes to become a little bit more refined or you are a new listener and this is the first episode you're getting, you're lucky because this episode is going to be really, really good and all of the episodes going forward are going to be fantastic. I hope you enjoyed the little intro jingle at the beginning of this episode because that is something that's going to be at the top of all of the episodes going forward as we make Don't Depend on Daddy, both the podcast and the brand, more of a thing. That is my biggest goal of 2024 is to build up this podcast and to build up Don't Depend on Daddy as a separate brand external of Break Your Budget. So Something that I've been focusing on and thinking about as I'm visualizing my 2024 is how do I want to bring all of the things that I want to talk about to Break Your Budget while also maintaining the integrity of Break Your Budget really focused on finance and career content. I get so many questions from people about my routines and what I'm eating and my coffee and what I'm buying and all that kind of stuff. And well, I really want to talk about that. I've struggled to integrate it into Break Your Budget because people follow Break Your Budget for finance and career content. It's not a lifestyle page. It never was supposed to be. And I feel like I've sort of strayed from the finance stuff in the way that I want to execute it from that page. And so don't depend on daddy going forward is now going to be that lifestyle pillar of the broader break your budget branding. So something that, or a comment that I received on one of my reviews, a DM, I don't remember where it came from, but someone mentioned that like, oh, don't depend on daddy isn't a finance podcast. It was disappointing. I never really, I'm going to say this. I, some people might disagree, but I never really positioned this podcast as a finance podcast specifically. If you've been listening for a while, you know that it's not like specifically a finance podcast, but going forward, it's not a finance podcast. I want to make sure that's ultra, ultra, ultra clear If you're expecting this to be a strictly finance podcast, this isn't the podcast for you. Um, This podcast going forward is going to be a separate, separate from Break Your Budget, but integrated a little bit. And the real main focus is building independence in your 20s, because that I really feel like is the ultimate core mission behind everything that I'm putting out on social media. So what does that mean? That means that we are going to talk about financial concepts and financial topics because financial independence is something that you are likely working towards or hoping to achieve or currently in the process of building in your 20s and beyond. So your finances are obviously an aspect of that, but that's not the only aspect of building independence in your 20s. Career, professional endeavors, side hustles, business, that's all also part of building independence. So we're going to talk about that as well, but we're also going to be talking about personal stuff and lifestyle and routines and habits and productivity and all of those kinds of things. And really the reason why I'm broadening the broader topic of don't depend on daddy specifically is because there are so many things to talk about that aren't just finance related. And I really don't want to silo my entire life and business to just talking about personal finance because there's only so many things to talk about. And I don't want to be saying the same thing over and over again, just in a different way. I'd like to be bringing some different topics to the table, things that are interesting to me, things that I'm sure if you have been following me for a while and have learned a little bit about me are also interesting to you. So that is the overall theme of what Don't Depend on Daddy, this new era going forward is going to be. All that to say, I did create a Don't Depend on Daddy Instagram. Thank you to everybody who has come to follow me on there. Love that. I have a whole separate social strategy for that. So any lifestyle content that I'd been prior previously posting on Break Your Budget, so days in my life, morning routines, coffee routine, things I'm buying, grocery hauls, all that kind of stuff 
will now solely be posted on Don't Depend on Daddy. And Break Your Budget is going to be solely personal finance, education, and career topics and education. So if you are interested in any sort of lifestyle content, lifestyle-esque content from me, head over to Don't Depend on Daddy. Give that a follow. You'll also get, you know, content around the podcast over there too. But that's really going to be my lifestyle-esque brand. So that is a new era of Don't Depend on Daddy. I hope if you've been a listener for a while, you stick around. And if you are a new listener, welcome. You're getting the best version of me going forward on this podcast. I've treated it a lot like sort of a side hustle slash hobby in prior years. 2024 Don't Depend on Daddy is going to be treated with just as much tender love and care as Break Your Budget. So you're going to be getting much more engaging, you know, prepared podcast episodes. And yeah, I'm really excited about it. I'm feeling really motivated about it. And it's sort of reinvigorated my interest and passion, I guess, for content creation, because the challenge I faced, which I've alluded to, you know, a handful of times is, well, I'm very passionate about personal finance and career. It's not the only aspect and the only thing that I'm passionate about right? So I want to be able to continue to talk about that. And I want to be going deeper, sort of back to my roots over on break your budget. And then all the other stuff is going to be going on to don't depend on daddy. So that's the little gist before we get into today's episode, which is going to be my 2024 ins and outs, which I'm really excited about. That's been like a little trend going around on TikTok. I'm going to go through some housekeeping, and then our new segment of the week, which is going to be called the Don't Depend on Daddy moment of the week. We'll get into that in a moment. But quick housekeeping, and I'll do my best to keep this quick because I know some people complained the last few episodes that I talked too much about like my own products. I'm not going to apologize for that. The end of the year is a really important time for my business. And so since I don't take ads on this podcast, I do need to talk about my products. Otherwise I would just put this behind a paywall. So if you want to listen to any podcasts for free, right on Spotify or Apple podcasts or whatever, you do listen to some ads. I just concentrate mine at the top of the episode, but I'll go through this really quickly. First things first, we have the code podcast one. You can always use that code for $10 off the personal finance dashboard. That is always available. And we have, I've recently released the personal finance dashboard 5.0, totally new and upgraded. There's prior episodes where I talk about all of those upgrades. You can get more information on the sales page and on my Instagram if you're curious. Next, the financial planning email crash course. This is totally free. If you download the financial planning checklist linked in the show notes, you can go through that four day crash course for free. It's all on email. It, it will walk you through the four steps to build your first financial plan. Doing this in January is a really great time because we're at the top of the year. So if you're feeling motivated, if you have a goal to get your finances in order for the new year, this is a great time. Download that checklist. You can go through it step-by-step step and create your plan. And then Own Your Money, I've mentioned this before, is my debut book. It came out last June. I almost said January. It came out last June and thousands of you guys have purchased it. Thank you so much. I'm super excited about the success of the book. Now is a great time to read it. So go grab your copy. You can do so at breakyourbudget.com book. It's available on Amazon. It's available on Kindle as well as audiobook. If you have Spotify premium, you can also listen to it as part of your Spotify premium membership. So go give that a listen. This year, I'm coming out with my second book, Own Your Career. It's going to be a totally different kind of book. So make sure you read Own Your Money and get on your money so that you can also get on your career and they can pair really well together. So that's that. One more quick thing that I'm gonna mention briefly is this week, uh, it's January 1st that I'm recording this. This week I am launching, as of today, I'm launching my brand new Break Your Budget Accountability group slash program. Um, I haven't come up with like a formal name for it, but essentially, so many of you guys have asked me like, oh, how do I stick to my budget? How do I find that accountability for keeping up with my financial routines? This community, we'll call it for now, is the answer to that question. So inside, every week, I'm gonna be hosting a live one hour office hours for money reviews. We're gonna do live monthly money reviews. There will be masterclasses in there. I'm kicking it off with a two day live masterclass in the second week of January. So you have to join the program or the community in order to take that masterclass. It's gonna be a year-end financial review. 
and a 2024 planning session that'll be happening next week, January 10th and 11th, I believe. Yeah, Wednesday and Thursday, January 10th and 11th. Again, you can only take that class if you're in the program. It's $10 a month, so I don't think that that's an unreasonable price, especially given the fact that you get every week an hour of access directly to me. If you'd like to be an inaugural member, the likelihood that you get more access to me just by nature of there being less people right at the beginning is significantly higher. So come join. I would love to see you there. Our first um, office hours review is going to be on January 8th at 3 o'clock Pacific time, 6 p.m. Eastern time. I hope to see you there. So that's that. Now we are going to move into segment number two. Our don't depend on daddy moment of the week. This is a new segment. I'm super excited about it. And I'm going to share a survey in the show notes for you guys to also submit your don't depend on daddy moments of the week. But essentially, this is just a moment of independence from the prior week. It can be anything from like getting your oil change in your car to sticking to a routine for five days in a week. Really, my goal is I want to highlight the day-to-day moments where I'm showing up for myself that usually get overlooked, where I'm not depending on anyone. So I think this is also something that I want to clarify in this episode because when I launched my Don't Depend on Daddy Instagram, I got a whole bunch of comments of people saying that the name was insensitive to people who maybe don't have a father figure in their life. I feel like this goes without saying, like, I know everybody's so sensitive and whatnot, and I don't want to diminish that, but like, it's a, it's a play on words. Okay. Don't depend on daddy. It's really don't depend on anyone building independence for yourself. Okay. So if you are someone who falls in that category of maybe you didn't have a father figure or, you know, I don't want to get into too many details because I don't know your situation. It's really don't depend on anyone, but that doesn't sound as good. So it's don't depend on daddy. It is not affiliated with your dad. It has nothing to do with dads at all. It's just a play on words. So hopefully that's crystal clear. Um, And again, to be honest, like if that bothers you, then maybe this isn't the right podcast for you. Anyways, the don't depend on daddy moment of the week is just highlighting moments of independence. So I'm going to start off the first few episodes by sharing mine, but I would love to hear yours. So I, like I mentioned, I'm going to put a survey in the show notes where you can submit a don't depend on daddy moment of the week in your own life that I can highlight in future episodes. I want to hear about how you are showing up for yourself, how you are being independent and taking your life into your own hands and owning your decisions. And hopefully, you know, sharing this can inspire listeners and other people to do the same. So this week, my don't depend on daddy moment of the week was spending New Year's Eve alone. This is an annual tradition of mine. It's become more of a tradition over the last few years. It sort of started during COVID when you couldn't really do anything during New Year's Eve. But essentially the last few years, I've turned down all plans really on New Year's to spend the night by myself. So I didn't spend New Year's Eve alone because I didn't have any you know, options for plans. I spent New Year's Eve alone because I like to enter the year with high vibes, good energy. And I find that plans usually involve going out to some yucky bar and I don't want to do that. I don't want to be drinking. I don't want to bring in a new year with that sort of energy. I want the vibes to be, you know, sacred and high and all about me. So I spend New Year's Eve by myself. I did this the last two years in LA and also, you know, last night. And what I like to do is I order takeout. I light all of my candles I sit on the couch and I put on my show. Uh, Last night I listened or watched uh, Brooke and Connor make a podcast. I'm catching up on all of the episodes that I missed while I was home. Great podcast if you don't listen to it. I subscribe too to their close friends. I think it's worth the money. I love them. So I put my podcast video on and I sat down and I made my vision board or I started my vision board because I don't think that you have to have your vision board done and like all of your goals and everything set on January 1st. Like this first and second week of the year, I'm also working through all of those goals and stuff. Like it's sort of an ongoing process. And I use this night to just really get clear and set my intentions for the new year in a relaxing way. So I did my full skincare routine. I recently got a red light mask, which I'll talk about. So I did that for a little while and the vibes were just perfect. I honestly think that new year's is a really like sacred and special time. And I think that it's normal to feel really caught up in wanting to have plans and wanting to go out and feeling like you were invited somewhere. And I get that. 
But for me, maybe it's because I'm just in my late 20s. Like I'm just so over New Year's. I think it's the most overrated time. And that's no dig at anyone who loves it, but I just don't like it. And I think we should normalize and get comfortable with spending New Year's Eve without plans or staying in or even being alone because nobody talks about spending New Year's Eve alone. It can be a very isolating and lonely time. And I'm not going to lie. I've spent New Year's Eve being really sad that I didn't have plans or I didn't have a boyfriend or, you know, my friends maybe were doing something that I wasn't interested in doing and I didn't go. This year, for the first time, I completely felt at peace with spending my New Year's Eve by myself. I didn't feel like I was missing something because I don't have a boyfriend. I didn't feel like I was missing out on the plans that my friends were participating in. And I woke up fresh as a bird this morning, ready to hit the ground running for the new year with a clean apartment, moisturized skin, and I was really happy about it. So that is my don't depend on daddy moment of the week. And now without further further ado, we are getting into the 2024 ins and outs. This is the bulk of the episode. We'll call it a state of the union. These are the areas that I'm focusing on in the new year. Let's dive in. This ins and out trend has been going around on TikTok and obviously I had to get into it because I have so many things that I'm focusing on. I feel like this new year I have an entirely brand new outlook and perspective on life all of a sudden. It's not really all of a sudden, but it's more like the catalyst of the new year is really like, okay, we're getting our shit together. I am someone who personally, the holiday season is like really not my favorite time of year. And I know that sounds really scroogey and grinchy, but I just don't really love Christmas. I don't love the hoopla. I don't love really all that much about it outside of just the prolonged family time, which I love spending time with my family. I am such a restart, fresh start, summer, spring kind of girl. I love fall, but I really love the fresh energy that comes with the first half of the year. So we're going to go through my 2024 ins and outs. I'm going to start with my outs because I feel like it's good to go like we'll, we'll end on a high note with the things that I'm focusing on. And most of these have to do with personal stuff, but some of them are a little bit financial. Some of them are, none of them are professional really. So these kind of fall into the personal wellness, financial sort of categories. So without, without further ado, let's just get the heck right into it. So my 2024 outs first is alcohol. And I am not someone who will ever be fully sober, but I did spend 2023, I would say was a big year for me for drinking and going out and not in excessive amounts because I'm just not an excessive drinker, but you know, I just really don't want to drink anymore. I don't really like the bar scene. I'm still going to go sometimes, but like we're dialing that back a lot. Alcohol, as I think we all know is poison and I just want my energy to be good in this year. I, I hate being hungover. I love waking up fresh. I hate going to bed super late and I don't want to drink unnecessarily. So that's not to say I'm not going to have a glass of wine or like if I go out, I'm not going to have a drink, but we're capping it at two drinks an evening. I never want to be drunk where I can't drive home, meaning I can't have more than one or two drinks over the span of a few hours. And yeah, we're significantly reducing alcohol consumption in 2024. Number two is complaining and that's complaining across the board. So complaining about things in my life that I don't like, complaining to my friends, gossiping, complaining online about people that um, leave me mean comments. That's a thing that I've been doing a lot in 2023. If you know, you know. 2024, like we're cutting that out cold turkey because I get so many positive comments. There's no need for me to be dwelling on the mean ones. We're just blocking, deleting. I'm deleting comments going forward if they're rude. And it's my space and I'm allowed to do that. And complaining in my life. Like I don't want, I just don't want to be a complainer anymore. And I'm really trying to hold myself accountable to catch myself when I'm complaining or gossiping or even like venting is okay occasionally, but just complaining about things, especially about things I have control over. Instead of complaining, we're channeling that energy into finding the solution or journaling about it. But I'm not verbalizing it because I'm trying to change my mindset and what you say manifests into your life. My next out is entertaining anything that is not for me. And that really comes along with like when 
a situation presents itself, whether that be a person, a friendship, a experience, whatever, and it doesn't feel like a hell yes, or somebody gives you a reason to question their intentions or question how they feel about you, again, in all aspects of relationships, or you know, I'm feeling like maybe I'm not invited to something, or I'm feeling distance between someone, or a pulling away of someone, that, that, that just means it's not meant for me. And I'm not even spending a second more of my energy worrying about it, entertaining it, finding excuses, convincing myself I'm the exception. No, we're not doing that. The second that I get a whiff of insincerity, it's done. And that's not to say that it's, again, a forever done, but it's not something I'm spending any of my personal energy on outside of my control. Number four, out, impulse spending. I have struggled with this a little bit. I think the big thing has been TikTok because like you see all of this stuff online and it's like, oh, I love that. I want it. So I've had a little bit of an, I don't even want to say an issue, but like I've done a little bit more impulse spending this year than I would like to. My shopping spending was outrageous this year. Um, $4,600 on shopping, which those included some big purchases. Like I bought my espresso machine. I bought an LED face mask. We'll talk about that. I bought a new juicer. We'll talk about that. But I spent a lot of money this year on stuff and I don't really want to do that next year. So we'll also say capitalism out in terms of shopping and being influenced to buy things that I just maybe don't need um, impulsively. So 24 hour rule is coming into effect. Meaning if I see something I like, I have to wait a day before I hit purchase used to be really good about that. And I feel like it's sort of fallen off the wagon as my income has changed a little bit. I've been a little bit more lax about impulse purchases and I want to get back to my roots in terms of how I treat my money. The next out is hanging on to any item or clothes that I don't use. So I need to do a closet clean out again, but essentially anything in my apartment that's been sitting on the same shelf, storage stuff, clothes I don't wear, clothes that I am not reaching for, it's all gotta go. I do not wanna have stuff in my space that I'm not using, that I don't like, that I'm not reaching for. So we're doing a big purge in January. I have tech that I don't use, I have clothes that I don't wear, doing a big donation and we are getting rid of things because I wanna have a clean, fresh space I'm someone, I'm not a minimalist per se, but I do not like clutter. I don't like stuff. I hate having stuff. I hate receiving gifts that I didn't ask for. I'm just not a stuff kind of person. So we're getting rid of that. The next out is negative self-talk. I live in my head around like narratives that I've been told that I am. I was listening to um, Peyton Sarton's podcast, Note to Self, which is sort of where I got the idea to do this, like what's in and out for 2024. She did an annual State of the Union. She does State of the Union podcast episodes, which I really, really love. And basically just talks about like the things she likes and doesn't like for the season, the year, whatever. And something that she mentioned on one of her more previous podcast episodes was that she has spent her 20s sort of unlearning all of the things that she's been told she was that she's actually not like maybe things that her parents say to her or things that people from high school and middle school have said to her that had become part of her identity that she now dwells on. And I, that resonated with me so much because I feel like growing up and this is at no fault to them, but like my parents would say things to me like, Oh, you're so high maintenance or, Oh, you're so difficult or whatever. And like that becomes part of your identity. And I just don't, think that those things about me are true. And I shouldn't tell myself that that's negative, even if they are true. Like there are aspects of me that are high maintenance for sure, but I'm not, I would say a point blank high maintenance person. Um, I'm high maintenance in certain regards to certain people who I expect a certain, who, who I expect to treat me a certain way, but I can't be existing in my head about like, oh, something's wrong with me. Oh, that person doesn't like me. I'm not lovable. I'm too high maintenance. Nobody will ever love me. Like that negative self-talk is something that I struggle with a lot. And I really am aiming to like rid that from my life through conscious thinking. So thinking about the things that I am saying to myself and thinking to myself and stopping myself short because what you think becomes your reality. It's what you see. It's how you interpret yourself. And if I think that I'm like, never going to find love, then I'm never going to find love. I can't operate that way. So the negative self-talk has got to go. 
Next is cheap anything. And that means like, I don't want to be doing dupes anymore. I'm not really a big dupe person, but I am influenced by the dupes. I don't want to be buying like a knockoff version of anything. I've reached a point where I'm going to buy the item that I want. And I would rather spend, buy less things and save up for a big splurge item, like one splurge item versus buying a lot of things that are less expensive. So this applies to, again, all aspects, specifically though, clothes, home items. Like I want, I basically want to have that like luxe life, if that makes sense, where I have nice clothes, I have nice things, but I don't have a lot of them. And that means that I've really got to cut out buying like cheap knockoff fake version of things, which again, I don't really do, but like I've learned a lot via TikTok about clothing items and the material and like high quality pieces and that kind of thing. And I am becoming much more hyper aware of that. So for example, sweaters is a big, I guess, example within this category of cheap anything. I've learned about the materials of sweaters. Most sweaters that you buy from like conventional stores are acrylic. And so that's why they all are gross after a couple of weeks or a couple of wears. And I've been looking through my sweater inventory like, I don't like the way any of these fit me. I don't like the material. They're all pilling. They're all gross. And I'm looking at the materials of them and they're all acrylic and polyester. So I just made a purchase from Everlane actually of 100% cotton and 100% wool sweaters. So going forward, I'm only going to be buying like, I guess for more expensive clothing items, like sweaters, for example, more higher quality, 100% material kinds of things. I really want a Jenny Kane sweater. There's one I have my eye on, but it's $500. So unfortunately, that is not on my 2024 purchase list, but I'm manifesting that that comes into my life somehow, some way. Next, this is the last out. Apologizing for my opinions. I am someone, if you have listened, you know, I have a lot of opinions and I have a lot of kind of harsh opinions and I'm very much so cut and dry to the point. And I find, especially online, I find that I apologize a lot or justify a lot of the opinions that I have because I don't want to get canceled, obviously, and I don't want to hurt people's feelings. But I've sort of learned over the last year, if you stand for everything, you don't stand for anything. And I want to have opinions and I want to stand by them. And I'm not going to apologize for it anymore. For example, the name Don't Depend on Daddy. I got a lot of slack for the name when I launched the podcast Instagram. I'm not changing the name of my podcast because you don't like it, period. It's not even up for discussion. I like it. This is my brand. This is my corner of the internet. This is my life and my business, and I can do whatever the hell I want. And if you don't like it, I'm not sorry. That's the energy going into this year. I'm done with people pleasing. I'm done with, you know, stroking people's feelings and being overly sensitive out of fear that I'm going to get canceled. I'm standing for stuff. I'm saying what I want to say. I'm saying things the way I want to say them. And if you don't like it, you can leave. That's the energy for this year. Not only in business, like I'm not saying that in business, but just in general, I'm not apologizing for how I feel about things. I'm not apologizing for boundaries. I'm not apologizing for drawing a line. I'm not apologizing for deciding that someone or something no longer serves me. I'm not apologizing for it anymore. And I really encourage you to think about that in your own life, what tendencies do you have where you are people-pleasing, apologizing, thinking about other people's feelings before your own? You are your most important person in your life and how you feel about something is completely okay. It's your perspective, right? So that's a big goal of mine, especially on the podcast going forward, is like sharing my perspective on things. And my perspective on things might be different than your perspective on things, but that doesn't make my perspective lesser than, okay? That's a big thing that I think gets lost and has gotten lost, especially on the internet this year is, you know, one person will have a certain perspective because of how they were brought up or where they lived or what their personal experience was. And that perspective offends somebody else's perspective because their experience doing that same thing or similar thing was different, it doesn't invalidate one or the other. It's just two different perspectives. And we've lost our ability to be interesting because everybody's so scared of everybody else's feelings. So that's not what we're doing on this show. Obviously, we'll be sensitive to not saying anything totally out of pocket. I don't think I have any like, you know, really negative or um, harmful opinions. But on certain things, like the name of my podcast, it is what it is. Get over it. If it offends you, go somewhere else. 
it's free. It's a free country. We have free will. And there's so many things out there that you can consume, do, follow. So like ruthlessly purging what you consume, who you follow, all that kind of stuff. Don't apologize for it and live your life. So those are my outs for 2024. I'm sure I'll add to this list going forward. But now let's go into my 2024 ins. I have way more ins than I do outs. I think I have two times as many ins. I'm so excited for these ins because they're ones that I've been wanting to share and do for so long. And again, a lot of these, like I'm gonna be documenting how I'm implementing these all into my life over on the Don't Depend on Daddy Instagram. I would say 99% of these are gonna be on that Instagram and a little bit maybe on the Break Your Budget Instagram, depending where it's applicable. But if you're curious about how I'm doing all of this, make sure you're following me there and we'll talk about it too on the podcast throughout the year. First things first, the first in is leaning into natural productivity time and taking breaks. So 2023 was really a period of time for me where I explored a lot of different routines. I felt really unmotivated for a lot of the year. And I think it's just because I didn't, I I was confining myself to a certain way of doing things. You know, first you have the morning routine and you got to do 15 different things to feel productive. And then, you know, you have your evening routine and workout routines and all this kind of stuff. I've learned about myself that my most productive time is early in the morning. And so I used to get up really early and go on my walk and come back and do my skincare and ice my face and make my coffee and meditate and do all these things. And by the time I actually sat down to get any work done, yes, I had accomplished a lot, but it's like 9, 9.30. And my window of extreme creativity and productivity has already passed. And it was being used on stuff that I don't need to do first thing in the morning. You know, I can do my walk later in the day. I can do my skincare at nine o'clock. I don't have to do it at seven o'clock. So What I've been doing lately and what I'm going to continue to do is really leaning into that natural productivity time. I'm a morning person. I'm most productive right when I wake up. So instead of doing all that stuff, I'm getting up and I'm doing work right away. Like, and I know some people don't like that, whatever, but we're not confining to what we're supposed to do. Air quote, we're confining to what we want to do. So I work and then I take my break at like nine, 10 o'clock ish when I've sort of gotten past that window of getting pen to paper, the brain energy, all of that. And I'm just taking my breaks when I want to take my breaks. I'm way less productive in the evening. So I'd rather have an earlier workday that ends earlier so I can use my like 4 p.m. until 8 p.m., 9 p.m. to do the stuff that I want to do, like go on a walk and go to Pilates and cook and hobbies. So we're leaning into natural productivity time. We're taking breaks and going back to my outs. We are not apologizing for it. I am very lucky to be on my own schedule. And honestly, I think if you work from home or you work a corporate job, you can find ways to really lean into your productivity times on the job. So that could be blocking time on your calendar. That could be deleting the communication apps off your phone. So when you are taking a break, it's a true break. You can actually recharge. So think about how you can lean into your natural productivity times and structure a calendar around that. My next in is... High maintenance to be low maintenance. This is a trend I've seen going around on TikTok and it's something that I'm implementing this year. So that's really leaning into like um, self-care for one, but also procedures or routines or things that are conventionally high maintenance, but make it really easy to exist in a low maintenance way. So by procedures, I mean like Botox, facials, that kind of thing. But for routines, it's like, okay, a Sunday self-care routine. It could be self-tanning. It could be all of the things that just take a little bit of extra time would be considered high maintenance, but actually make it really easy to exist in your day-to-day without having to like do a full makeup routine or do a full, all the things. I The girls get it. So we're leaning into this. I could probably be more specific about it, but I just like the energy of high maintenance to be low maintenance. Next, glowy skin in skincare as makeup. This is a big one. I saw one of the influencers I follow on TikTok. Her name's Samantha Real. She's like 23, so she's significantly younger than me, but she's literally beautiful. She has lovely skin and she really knows all of her products. I love her product recs. And one thing she said was for one of her ins was skincare as makeup, which I love. And that's focusing on really glowy skin. So my skin journey in 2023 was actually quite positive. I started the year off with a little bit of struggling with like hormonal acne. So this might be TMI. I'm not on birth control. And so when I went off of birth control, I went off in 2020. 
I struggled with my skin for a while because just like balancing hormones, whatever. It took a while. And I actually discovered, I thought that I had not balanced my hormones and that my skin issues were internal. Lo and behold, they were not because they were solved with a product. And that product is the 5% benzoyl peroxide clear serum from Paula's Choice. Bury me with that product. I will buy it until I die because it's the only thing that actually changed the texture and color and everything, breakouts of my skin. So a big goal of mine in 2023 was just getting clear skin. And I feel like I accomplished that for the most part. That's not to say I don't have occasional breakouts. I definitely do. You can see them in my videos. But for the most part, I'm not breaking out the way that I used to. And I will attribute it to that one particular product. 2024, we are taking things to the next level because now that I figured out how to control and avoid skin breakouts, I want to be glowy as fuck. Like my word for my skin, my word for 2024 is untouchable, but specifically when it comes to my skin, like you're going to look at me and you're going to be like, holy shit, what is she wearing on her face? Nothing. Moisturizer. Okay. No makeup. I don't want any makeup on a majority of my life because I want my skincare to do the work for me. So that's red light therapy. I recently bought the Omnilux red light mask, which was definitely a splurge purchase. And I bought that after listening to the Blonde Files podcast, Dr. Rogers, a dermatologist came onto that podcast and talked about how if you could do anything for your skin, it's red light therapy. And she recommended two red light masks. One was the Saluma mask, which is like $2,000. And then the other one she recommended was this Omnilux mask, which was $400. I got like 10% off with their intro code, but with tax and everything, it was a little bit under $400, which yes, I'm acknowledging that is expensive, but it's an investment in my appearance, which is very important to me. That may not be important to you, but it's important to me. And what I'm going to be doing every other day, it's a 10 minute cycle. You put it on your face for 10 minutes and the red light is supposed to help with overall skin evenness, preventing wrinkles, fine lines, breakouts, all of that to really help you have glowy skin. So I am on my red light grind and I'm excited to see how that works. I will clue you in on that journey, obviously. And the other thing I'm doing outside of my usual skincare routine, which my skincare routine is 100% Paula's Choice or 99% Paula's Choice, 1% Summer Fridays. I use the Summer Fridays jet lag mask under my eyes. I'm obsessed, get that, it's lovely. But the rest of my skincare is Paula's Choice. And so aside from that, I also, as a Christmas gift to myself, bought a juicer. Um, a little background on this for Christmas gifts, because those are two expensive purchases that I made. And basically I gave my, I closed my books for this year and I was like, okay, I had a nice year. I reached my investment goals. I, you know, did a good job saving and everything. I'm giving myself a Christmas bonus. So I gave myself a thousand dollars as a Christmas bonus to purchase all of the new gadgets and things that I wanted to really help this like self-care era, which is my broader 2024 in, you'll notice is like mostly self-care and hobbies. I really wanted to buy the things I've been wanting. So that was the red light face mask. And then I also bought a juicer. I bought a Hiram juicer, the little apartment size one. And I'm so excited to enter my juicing era and I'm gonna be having juice every single day. So celery juice, cucumber juice, whatever. I bought the one that you can make fresh juice daily because it's small and it's really easy to clean. I'll probably do it every other day if we're being realistic, but I'm getting on my juice grind because every time that I'm consistent with drinking green juice, um, I had a juicer in my apartment in Boston and then I also brought it home for COVID and I juiced all the time. Whenever I'm consistent with that, my skin is phenomenal. And the, the whites of my eyes are always so incredibly bright, which is a really important underrated thing for beauty, really bright white eyes and bright white teeth, which is another in of mine that I'm going to add to this list. Dental routine, we'll get to it. Um, but essentially between red light therapy, juicing and my regular skincare routine and potentially a quarterly facial my skin is about to be glowy as fuck. So stay tuned for that journey. That is like my most important in. 
My next in is capsule wardrobes. So I have a whole episode of Don't Depend on Daddy from last year where I talk about my capsule wardrobe, but we're elevating my capsule wardrobe because an aspect of my wardrobe that I've overlooked has been shoes and like jackets, accessories. So I have my basics. I got a shit ton of jeans and I've got a bunch of tanks and bodysuits and black and white and whatever. I need those pieces in my wardrobe that take a basic outfit to the next level. So that's funky shoes, cool bags, um, jewelry, nice jewelry, and like jacket sweater situations. So those are the purchases that I'm making this year. I made two purchases for shoes, capsule wardrobe shoes from Steve Madden. I got the, I think they're called the Guyan flats. They're basically the Ghani buckle flat dupe because I don't need to buy the Ghani ones. I'm just going to get the dupes because that's what Steve Madden is known for is high quality dupes, which sort of, I guess, goes against my cheap anything. But for shoes, I feel like shoes are the kinds of things that they are a little bit more replaceable, particularly these because they are a little bit more of a trend item. So those were, I want to say like $100. I did an intro offer, so I got 20% off. So I bought some new shoes and I also bought a pair of slingback heels because I've been influenced online. All of the girls on TikTok, at least maybe in the TikTok I'm on in LA, they all look so put together in basic outfits, just jeans and a tank or jeans and a shirt and a jacket because their shoes are those pointy black slingback little kitten heel kinds of shoes that just make you look so chic and put together. So I bought those. Um, and so basically for my capsule wardrobe, I really want to hone it out, I guess, and focus again on clothes that I wear all the time, but higher elevated versions of everything, accessories, all that kind of stuff. So big in for me is accessorizing my capsule wardrobe, but capsule wardrobes overall, I think everybody should be really be focused on that. My next in is Friday nights in. I love this. So I used to be the kind of person who Friday night was sacred time and do not interrupt my peace because I love Friday nights in. Then when I lived alone, when I moved into my own apartment, I started to get a little bit lonely because I'm like, oh my God, I spend my whole week by myself and then Friday comes around and I'm ready to be social and I wanted to go out. And now I'm kind of like over the going out thing on Fridays. I would rather go out Saturday into Saturday evening and have a very social Saturday and use my Friday night either for like one-on-one time, maybe going to a movie, having a friend over for dinner, just like very relaxed time. So Friday nights in doing full skincare, full everything shower, preparing for the weekend and just feeling really good about myself. And that's not to say that like, I'm not going to go out, but we'll say more tame Friday evening. So that could be like going out to dinner or like going on a date, but not going out to the bars. Like I'm not going out on Fridays. Fridays are for relaxing, social relaxing potentially, but like we're not going to the bars on Fridays. My next in more one-on-one time with friends. So I feel like since moving to LA, I've done a good job of meeting new people and making more friends. I'm always looking for more friends. So if you live in LA, send me a message. I would love to maybe grab a coffee or something. That's a big goal of mine for this year is to like make some more friends, but specifically one-on-one time with my friends. I want to be spending more time deepening relationships with people. I feel like I have a small circle of people that I really value, and I'd like to continue to nurture those relationships through one-on-one time. Group activities, especially group activities that involve going out, it's really hard to like get to know someone or, you know, talk to someone about friendship things. So more one-on-one time with friends and prioritizing that too during the week, like casual things like coming over for dinner or going on a walk. Like I want to be doing more of that with my friends this year. My next in, and this is, you know, honestly, I would say more relationship targeted, believing people the first time. So the first time that somebody shows you who they are or somebody explains their intentions to you or subtly lets you know their intentions, believe them the first time. I'm not the exception to a rule. I'm not special. I'm not going to be the one who changes someone's behavior like none of that. I'm too old. Believing people the first time and immediately moving on. Um, I'm not entertaining anything that's not meant for me. I am aiming to enter a relationship in 2024. I'm speaking that into existence. I really am ready And I'm not entertaining anyone who won't take me seriously. I, in the, in, in the effort to avoid the negative self-talk, I am a very high valuable candidate for a relationship. I feel like I bring a lot to the table. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm not 
allowing myself to be disrespected by quite frankly, men who are beneath me. So we're, we're believing people the first time we're keeping that energy. And yeah, that I think speaks for itself. Next is money routines. This was never out and is especially in this year. This also goes along with a trend that I just recently started to see on TikTok by this guy. I don't know the exact creator. I actually just saw it on my TikTok. So let me see if I can find it and pull it up. I commented on his video. Um, pause. Hold on, please. Basically, it was this concept called loud budgeting, which I love. I love that. And all the comments are like, this is so recession core. Like, I love it. And basically... What he said was, loud budgeting isn't being cheap. It's choosing what you will and will not spend your money on. Oh my God, how did I not think of this word or phrase or coin it? Because I've been saying this forever. Money routines, loud budgeting, being on a budget is cool. It is not weird to be on a budget. It is not wrong to say no. And it's okay to want to save your money. So money routines, loud budgeting, all of that was in, still is in. I'm tired of people demonizing budgets. I'm tired of people saying budgets don't work for me. Get your ass on a budget. Get on a budget. There's no excuse anymore, especially if you have savings goals, especially if you are trying to reduce your spending, especially if you just want to be financially aware and financially literate. You need a budget. I'm so tired of seeing financial creators who have millions of dollars say that budgeting is too hard, too restrictive, whatever. It's really cool to say that when you're bringing in $3 million a year. It's not cool to say that to the people who follow you for advice on how to actually get their finances together who cannot exist the same way that you exist. Budgeting is cool. Be on a budget, period. Next, Sunday self-care days. This actually was inspired by a creator that I follow on Instagram. I found her on TikTok, but I'm obsessed. I think she's my favorite creator right now um, on TikTok and on Instagram. And basically her name, well, not basically, her name is Ashley Page. Her Instagram handle is ashleypage.w. And I would imagine her Instagram or her TikTok is the same. I, she is goals. She is who I want to be. She has inspired basically my whole ends list. I'm obsessed with her. I cannot get enough of her content. I love it. And I want to be her basically, period. So she does this Sunday self-care routine and she has like a routine for everything and she's gorgeous, and her home is beautiful, and like I said, I want to be her. But she has the Sunday self-care routine where basically she goes through all of the self-care things on Sunday. So I want to create my own Sunday self-care day where I go through like the things that fill my cup for the week. So a long walk, a Pilates class, maybe some one-on-one friend time, going to the farmer's market. But then the self-care aspect when I get home is my everything shower, my self-tan, teeth whitener, hair mask, cooking at home, cooking a nice meal for the week. Like those little things that just make you feel really, really good that in a perfect world in 2023, I would do that on Sundays, but I want that to be my Sunday routine. Like that is my Sunday. And I'm really excited to start doing this. I did this yesterday for New Year's and I'm doing it again. We're going forward into the Sunday self-care. My next in is hobbies. These are also never out. 2023 was my hobby era when I first entered my hobby era. We've sort of fallen off the market with some of my hobbies. We're bringing them back. First being crocheting. I've got all the stuff to crochet. I stopped crocheting in June when I went home because I forgot my crochet needles and I just never got myself back into it. And I sort of like went through like a mini depression in Q4 of last year. Like the fall was not my vibe. Um, so we're getting back into my vibes for 2023 with crocheting. I want to be a crochet queen. I want to know how to crochet everything. And I really want to get to a point where I can crochet one of those like super cool bucket hats that people wear. So we're getting back into crocheting. Another hobby of mine, Pilates, obviously we're upping my Pilates count. I used to go two days a week and I'm going three days a week obsessed. We're going to keep doing that. I go exclusively to Chrissy G at Sweat Pilates in Santa Monica. Um, I know that, or I do use ClassPass. I could join the studio, but I don't like any of the other instructors there. I only like Chrissy, which is why I'm doing ClassPass. And my goal too is to find one other studio whose class I really like. I've tried Spear Pilates in Venice, which I like, but I find it's not as intense. And I really want to like Karen Lord Pilates, but I just don't like it. So If you have suggestions on Pilates classes in LA, let me know, Westside specifically. Next hobby is cooking. So another thing that I want to do this year is, because I have a bunch of cookbooks, 
I want to cook a new recipe every week. And I really want to try to get more experimental in the kitchen and get better at cooking through following recipes and getting comfortable, like creating my own recipes almost. I don't think I'll ever fully get there, but like getting more comfortable with having my core things that I know how to cook and trying new meals because I always get bored, especially since I'm plant-based. I find a lot of like, I find myself cooking a lot of the same things, which is not a bad thing, but I want to mix it up. I want to be a good cook. Like I want to know how to cook stuff. My other hobby obviously is my espresso machine. I would love to get some sort of like espresso book. I want to learn more about it because I've really gotten good at pulling my espresso shot and making a latte, but I want to learn how to better steam the milk and do latte art and all of that. So that's coming as well. And then my other hobby is going to be juicing because like I said, I'm entering my juicing era and I'm just going to be all juiced up. Basically, we're going to try all different juice recipes. I want to do an orange carrot. I want to have a green recipe unlock. Like we're juicing the fuck out of 2024. Next is wholesome weekends and day trips. I, like I said, I'm, I'm tired of going to the bar every weekend. I don't want to do that. I found that my, by, there was an, a perfectly indirect correlation with, yeah, indirect correlation with my increase in time spent at the bar and my decrease in satisfaction and happiness in Los Angeles and myself. The more time I spend going out, the less happy I am. So we're reversing that and I'm spending more time doing things that make me happy, like going on hikes, going on weekend trips, going to the beach, really rediscovering LA and doing day trips and stuff. I don't want to be spending my full Saturdays, beautiful Saturdays at the bar every weekend, which I wasn't fully doing. Like I have kind of been doing that. And I want to be spending that time outside, living my life and having a nice time. So that is super in for this year. And then my last in that I just added to this list is dental hygiene and my teeth routine. I want to have pearly white teeth. I've never really had, knock on wood, too many issues with my teeth. I have healthy teeth, but I want to be flossing. I want to be mouth washing. I want to be tongue scraping. I want to be teeth whitening. Like I want to have incredibly healthy white teeth because all going back to that high maintenance to be low maintenance, glowy skin, skincare as makeup, there are aspects of your face that are perfectly aligned or like are the first things people notice that make you naturally beautiful. One is obviously the health of your skin. So having clear skin, having glowy skin is one of the first things people notice about you. But the other ones are the whites of your eyes, which I also haven't had too much of a problem with that, but I find that the healthier I am, the whiter and brighter my eyes are, but your teeth people notice. I don't have an issue with like crooked teeth or anything. I had braces when I was in middle school and high school, but I really want to have like pearly white, healthy teeth. So that is my last in for 2024. And with that, this episode is all done. Woohoo. A little bit rambly. We'll do a quick little self-reflection on this a little bit rambly, but I think much more to the point and much more structured. So if you enjoyed this episode, please, 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 please let me know. Please go leave me a nice review on Apple Podcasts. Leave me a five-star review. If you have a negative review, I'm going to say it. Keep it to yourself. Don't skew my analytics with your negativity. Take your negativity and channel it into some inner work because it's not welcome here. So please go leave me a review if you enjoyed this podcast. If you have questions, suggestions, aspects, things you want to learn about, talk about, hear about me in this new era of Don't Depend on Daddy, let me know. Go follow me on Don't Depend on Daddy Instagram. It's much smaller than Break Your Budget. So if you DM me on there, I will see it. Guarantee. Um, And yeah, I will catch you next week in the next episode. Bye.